Have you been feeling stuck, exhausted, and finding yourself living as a passenger in your own life? By giving away so much of your energy and power to everyone and everything around you. But you? Well, you are not alone. My name is Dr. Valérie Johnston Dugamin, osteopath, and I have been there too. After being burned out, exhausted, I decided to take control of my life and get back into my driver's seat. It wasn't easy though, but I did it. And you can do it too. In this podcast, I will share stories, invite guest speakers, and provide insight and tips on how to turn your life around and move back into your driver's seat. Today, it's really about saying thanks to all these people who were mean to me in the past. And I'm saying that because I'm able to talk like that now, but when, you know, you come across people who are very mean and for no reason, really, just because they don't like you, just because they themselves, they have issues and who knows why. And um, for me to say, okay, I'm going to say thanks to them because it's quite a healing as well way of moving forward. And it has also been a way for me to move into the driver's seat of my own life in so many areas of my life. Because we come across mean people all the time. And as I was saying, who knows why they mean. Maybe they had a bad day yet. But when they're taking on you, that's not good. And it can be very overwhelming and sometimes can be very traumatic as well. And for me, it was... How do I learn from these people? How do I learn from their behavior? And I have a great example. It's again when I talk about when I finished university. Finishing university was a big thing because after studying for five years, you're very exhausted. It was so much that was going on in my mind because uh, six months before I finished, actually, I wasn't sure if I wanted to open my own practice or if I wanted to work in an established practice with group or solo osteopath. After so many brainstorming, I decided that, okay, I'm going to work in an established uh, practice because that will allow me to learn how to run a business, how to interact with the clients, how to be an osteopath and do all of these tasks. So the first place that I work when I finished, I remember it was this chiropractor slash osteopath that was working solo. He has his own practice. I remember it was in Surrey Hills. And uh, he was working from home. I was so excited because I contacted him, I think, for my graduation. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, you can try. He said he hasn't taken anyone on board for many years, but he's happy to have me. I was very happy about that. So I started to work with him and I quickly realized that it's not the fact that he was working solo, it's the fact that he was working from home. The room that he was working in was very small, it was very hot in that room. And also, although he was saying osteopath, but he was really working as a chiropractor. Even his table was a chiropractic table. So for me, it was really hard to adjust and to do my work in that environment. So after a month, I say thank you to him and I decided to leave and to find another place to work. And I come across um, this osteopath. So just before I finished studying, he was doing some um, teaching actually at university. 
And he asked me if I wanted to come to his clinic when I finished. And I felt very privileged <laughs> that he asked me. So um, I contacted him and he said, yeah, for sure, you come. It's a very good established practice in the eastern suburb of Sydney. So it's a good experience because when I started to work with him, two months max with the solo chiropractor slash osteopath, and then I moved to this other group practice. It was a mixture of men and women. I think there was about three females or two females working there, a male, and then there was a masseur as well, plus him. So it was about five or six people working there. So I get there and this osteopath is so great. I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much. And he's very popular as well. He's very respected and well-known in the osteopathy community or world, if I can say. So as I started to work, this is really when I really wanted to grow as an osteopath and I wanted to express myself and discover because it's real. You're in the real world with real clients. It's not when I was at uni and were at the, at the university clinic and you have clients that were coming, but because they were not paying that much, it was a real client, but it was different. I started to really enjoy being an osteopath. But in that clinic, the osteopath, because it is clinic, a lot of people, it's not just osteopathy, it's most businesses. It's their own business and they want to run the business in the way they have the rules and regulation. And I was happy to fit into that and I was happy to understand and to learn. But one thing I was on prepared to do was to put my development as being an osteopath, discovering myself as an osteopath, on the back seat. And that's what I felt like uh, if I stay in that clinic, I would have, have to go and follow the way of treatment of this particular practitioner. And this is the way it was in that clinic a bit, even though you could do your own thing, but I didn't feel like personally, especially after finishing uni, I think uh, at the beginning, he wanted to be a mentor uh, to me, but I felt like I wasn't able to really express myself as an osteopath. Anyway, that was so great working there. Unfortunately, after three months, there was some politics as well that uh, I wasn't comfortable with. And, and when I asked the other people who were working there, other women and men osteopath practitioners that was working there, they told me that, no, no, they don't have any issue with it. And I fully understand, and I'm like, okay, so in this case, everyone is okay with that. It's the way that the practice is running, which means that I'm not suited into that practice. And life, sometimes it's like that, you know, like maybe a great practice, maybe a great business, but if everyone is following something that it's not your value, I think it's important to move on. I told the osteopath that, yes, I cannot stay, I have to move, and I explained why, and um, I don't think he really understood, but... I had to go. It was about me moving on and discovering myself. And that was quite challenging. It was very overwhelming in many ways because I had a lot of respect for this osteopath. You know, I was so excited to work in that clinic. And then that's it. I couldn't stay there for that reason. And at the meantime, there was another osteopath that uh, I really wanted to work with. I went to see him in his practice. He said to me, oh, yes, Valérie, just now, I think a week earlier, before I came to see him, he said that the osteopath that was working for him, she had to leave. Anyway, he said, perfect, good timing. I got on board and this practice was an old established practice, like maybe 30 years old. And it was old, not just for the year, but the way that it was running. It was the old school. 
it was something good. It's not something negative. It was something good because um, compared to the other practice where uh, they were all new, modern, and fresh, and this one was most osteopath that was working there. Yeah, they've been working there for in the same practice for like 30 years. We were still using paper to do the booking, and I'm talking in 2010, 11. And they didn't want to move into the modern way using technology. They were not interested in that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. When I started to work with this osteopath, what I love is the freedom that I had to express myself as an osteopath, even though what I was doing there really was cover him when he was going away. So I was seeing his clients when he was going on holiday or on courses or when he had an overflow of clients. So it was just a good way for his client not to stay on the waiting list for too long. So that was such a great experience. So I was free and I was seeing all his clients and they were loving me. I was loving the experience. And then he was happy with me, working with him, you know, really enjoying the professional relationship. And me too, I really enjoyed that. And in that clinic, the positive things that even though it was an old way of running the practice. There was about six or seven osteopaths working there. It was only men actually working there. When I got there, there were about six men there between osteopath, a chiropractor, and a masseuse. And then here I come, I was the only female. And I didn't think about it at all. I was like, okay, yes. It didn't bother me. I love working with men and women. So I'm pretty flexible. I have no issue with that. And actually, being the only woman there working as a practitioner, because there were two receptionists, they were female. But as a practitioner, being the only female was a great experience. They were very nice to me, generally speaking. I never had any issues with uh, any of them. And they actually loved to have me around. So I think my personality as well, I was always positive, happy, and so excited, you know, like I was in this environment where I'm like, yes, it's happening. It's happening. I'm discovering myself. I'm discovering more of my skill and practicing and developing all of that. So that's gone on and on. And as I was saying, what was amazing with working in that practice was everyone, every practitioner, because there was a master's and a chiropractor. So I would say every uh, practitioner that was working there, they have their own thing. They have their own, for example, clinic. So it was a, a big clinic with sub businesses. And that was so good. I was telling myself, wow, what a way for me to grow and to try to open my own business there. So not necessarily open, but create with having a business name, having my own website. Yeah, there was limitation because even though I had my own website, I create my own website. It would be hard because they use paper to book appointments and it's not going to work with if I want to have a website. But I'm like, that's what matter. I'm going to create my website, have a booking online for my website so that I can still promote myself. And that was amazing in that practice. It's like each individual were able to promote themselves and also have their little businesses. Compared to the practice before, with the solo, it was his house. With the other step that I work with, it, he was the principal and you have to follow his rule. And this clinic, it was all free. And even though it was an old school, that was just amazing. Yep, I decided to have a business name, to register for a business name and create a website and having my business card putting on the front desk. And everyone was happy with that because everyone was doing it. So as I do that, I remember the first name that I gave to my business was Prieska Osteopathy. 
And this name was basically from when I was young, living in the French Caribbean in Guadeloupe. We had a lot of animals and we had a set of goats. One of them, when he was born, there were three babies and we give each of the baby a name and we pick a name in the calendar. So for my one, I picked the name Prieska and I love this goat. I was going everywhere with it. Then when I moved to France when I was 10, I couldn't bring the goat with me. Of course, not possible. So I was very, very sad. So it was normal for me to honor my goat, to give my business name, the name of my goat, Prieska. Okay, that sounds very cute. But the only problem with that is people didn't understand what Prisca osteopathy was. And they were saying, is your name Prisca? I'm like, no, no, no. My name is not Prisca. My name is Valérie. So it was quite confusing for people. Plus, the English, uh, when they speak, Prisca, it was really, really hard for them to say it. I'm like, oh my God, I love you, my goat. I love you. I honor you. I think I kept the name for about a year or two. It was too complicated and there was too many confusion. So I'm like, okay, it's trial and error. I honor my goat and then I remove that name. I cancel that name, Prisca Osteopathy. And I was quite upset, but I learned as well that business is that, you know, you have to go with what your customer, like if they can't pronounce the name, if they don't know what it is and it's confusing, then you have to put yourself together and say, nope, it's not working. So I'm going to try something else. So I remember at the meantime, when all of that is happening, I'm still working and loving working in that clinic. And uh, two and a half years on, having fun working with clients and working in this environment with this, all the smells, very good. You know, nothing was perfect, but it was a really good um, experience for me to learn and to grow. About two and a half years uh, later, an osteopath female moved to the practice and she used to work there maybe 10 or 15 years earlier and she left because she had kids. So she left to take care of her kids and then she comes back to that clinic. And I was very excited. I'm like, wow, there you go. There will be two females. We're going to support each other. We're going to be, you know, great with each other. And I really thought that would be amazing. All right. So the total opposite happened. So when this woman came, she appeared to be very friendly and having another female. So I was very happy and excited. And I welcomed her like with open arms. And I really thought that she was genuine, happy to have another female working there. But what I quickly realized is the fact that she was working there 15 years ago and she was probably in the same position that I was, being the only female working with all these guys and just in that practice and really enjoying herself. I don't know. I wasn't there back there. So I don't know. But when she came back, she wasn't happy that there was another female that already. And that was an issue. At the beginning, I didn't realize how bad it was. I kept on doing my thing as per usual. And more I was doing my thing, more I could see that she couldn't stand me. She couldn't bear me. So it was at the same time that I was changing the name of my business from Prisca Osteopathy to finding another name. So one day, I think it was a weekend, I came and I, I was telling my husband, oh my God, this name is not good. But I think I was starting to get a bit of um, frustration because this woman, she started to do a bit of mean things. And I'm not going into details. I was getting stressed when I was coming home and frustrated. Then my husband said, okay, let's go for a drive and let's do some brainstorming for a name. We drove to the beach and we look at the sea because he knows I love the sea. So we look at the sea and he said, okay, give me names. 
So I started to give him different names and different names and say, no, and then um, I said, osteolife. And he said, say it again. I said, osteolife. And he said, okay, yeah, that sounds good. We look that this name was unregistered. I'm like, super. There was no domain for this name. Yes. And the only thing that was, was just the um, magazine from the Osteopathic Association called Osteolife. And I'm like, okay, that's nothing to do with my business. So I decided to register the name straight away. I was excited. I made my business card. Uh, I think two weeks later, I had my domain name. My business name was changed. I registered everything. I changed also the website. I changed the name on the website and everything was ready to go after two weeks. So I come, I put my business card on the front desk. And I think this woman, I don't know what happened with the name. And from that point, things went down the hill. And she was really trying to undermine my reputation. It started to really affect me in a way that it wasn't healthy. She did something, I cannot go into detail into it. And she did something that was not good at all, very mean to me. And um, I decided to take action. I had my proof. All my evidence were there. There are no confusion in there. So I went to the osteopath that I was working with and I was saying to him, say, this is what happened and can we address that? And at the meantime, another osteopath that was working in that clinic as well, he wanted me to work with him as well because it was such a great um, environment. It was so good. And uh, I went to him and I showed him the evidence and I said, that's not acceptable. This person is really trying to destroy my reputation and we need to do something about it. And I wanted to organize a meeting with the two steps that I was working with, this woman and me, so we can discuss and understand what happened. And to my surprise, they told me they don't want to do that. Basically, they told me that, okay, Valérie, we understand that you, you're upset or basically they don't want to do anything about it. They don't want to keep it under the carpet. I was very upset because I'm like, this woman has been very mean to me. And I thought that everything was going so well. You're making so much money out of me because your clients are happy. You are happy. I am happy too. And I thought that they were standing by me, but I realized that they were not. And I was very upset about that. And some of them were quite mean. The way that they turned on me, it wasn't like they turned on me badly, but the fact that they didn't stand by me, I can't describe what I felt, but it was awful. So when I really realized that uh, there was no other way for me to just go and live. It's interesting in life because I will say maybe a year before that, I started to feel like I want to open my own practice, but I was procrastinating a bit. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Yes, should, should not. And it's like this woman came and she just pushed me. She just pushed what I wanted to do. <laughs> she pushed me outside that door, uh, literally. Well, I gave my notice, my six weeks notice. And I said to myself, okay, I was very stressed. I cannot deny it was an extremely stressful, overwhelming, emotionally traumatic situation. But you have to keep your head up and being professional the best you can. I said, okay, other osteopaths that heard uh, what was happening, they contacted me and they said, Valérie, do you want to work with me? And it was very kind of them, very generous. I thought about it and I'm like, no, I'll be okay. Thank you, but I will be okay. And one of my friends, she has a hairdresser that was working at this hotel that does hotel, but also corporates. And she said, Valerie, my hairdresser is working in that hotel. And I think there was some room free as well available. So you should try. So I went and yep, yeah, I checked two rooms uh, that were available, two corporates rooms. And one of them 
was really good. I had a good uh, feeling with the landlord. And there you go. I think it was maybe five and a half weeks before my six weeks uh, <laughs> notice that I gave. I found this place because as the time was going, I couldn't find any places that I, uh, any rooms that I wanted to work in. And yeah, literally five and a half weeks before I found this and I was very excited. So I have to move quickly, organize everything. And the day, this, I remember a couple of days uh, before the six weeks, I signed the lease and everything went. I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes, it's happening. I'm feeling so emotional because uh, what I'm talking about, the story, it's like I'm going back seven or six years ago. I'm going back to 2014. I'm going back to that moment. Yes. So I opened the practice and um, the day I left, I went and I, I wanted to say goodbye because although the situation happened, I learned a lot business-wise and osteopathic-wise and humanly-wise. I learned so much from that and I was very devastated. But I went and I said goodbye. And I said goodbye to the osteopaths that I was working for or with and other osteopaths as well. So one of the osteopaths that I was working with, the second one that asked me to cover his client, the both of them were quite surprised that I, I find something because I don't think that anyone realized or believed that I would have took the action to really move and, and, um, and find a place. So as I go and say goodbye, one of them said to me, oh, Valerie, why are you doing that? Why are you moving? Open your own practice. You're not going to succeed. And he said, Valerie, it's hard to have your own practice and, yeah, and you're not going to succeed. And I remember that moment when he said, you're not going to succeed. I look at him in the eye and I say to him, if I don't try, I will never know. And I just walk away from him. And as I was walking away from him, I could feel this heat coming all over my body. And I felt so empowered. I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to succeed. And I think I cried a bit. But it was like a cry of release of all the stuff that was happening because I found a place, not only a place to open my own practice, but also because maybe a year earlier, I was able with that practice to create my website. and to, um, So I had clients, I had about 10 or 15 clients that were actually my clients that I, with my advertisement, on advertisement that I did, that came and they follow me. I was very grateful for that because when I started, I thought I would have no one. But 10 or 15 of my clients, they came and they followed me and they were really loyal to me. No one knew that this was happening with this woman. And then one day, let's say six months later, I was on the bus and this woman came into the bus. And as she came in the bus, she walked past to me and she gave me a smile and she said, Hi, Valerie. And she tapped my back like she's my friend. Anyway, I was still uh, carrying on these issues. But over and over, as I was into the groove of being in my own practice and developing, I was so focused on all these things that I was doing to prove this guy wrong to be successful. Because I remember I said, now, my success is on me. My failure is on me. My whatever, it's on me. And it doesn't matter. Even if I fail, I will learn from it and I will grow from it. I will get even better from it. Whatever uh, negative thinking was coming, I'm like, okay, it's all right. And I was so determined. I think it was a year after that when I was in my practice and seeing that, yeah, I'm growing and 
people are coming back and people are very loyal to me. I started to forgive. I started to release myself of any of this um, stress and emotional trauma that I had from that experience and being in that environment, even though I thought that everything was going well. And yep, they were making a lot of money out of me and uh, they were happy with that. But as soon as I had an issue, there's people that didn't stand by me. And for me, it was very hurtful because I really thought that we had something good going on there. But uh, I realized quickly that, yeah, that was me thinking that. I started to forgive and I started to say to myself, one client come to see me and she said, Valérie, why did you move, you know, to your previous practice? And I said, oh, because it was time for me to move on. And when I say that, I had a smile in my face. And I'm like, wow, even though this whole situation happened with this woman and there's people that didn't stand by me and overwhelming and, you know, the big drama that happened, what I said to that woman was, in fact, what was in the back what I was procrastinating for so long. And this woman, the way I saw it down there, this woman, she came along. And as I was saying before, she just pushed me. That's what I believe anyway. The universe was saying, procrastinating and you want to open your own business and you have been thinking about it for a year or, or, or so. Yeah, we're going to bring someone, <laughs> someone very, very mean, and we're going to make that happen for you. And that's it. That's what I believe. And that's what happened. So that's why anything that happened with people who are very mean to me or people who are, whatever the reason is, I don't even try to understand. I say thank you. Thank you to all of them. No matter how hard it is, most of the time, to be honest, it didn't have anything to do with me. It has something to do with, with themselves. Yes, and I got into the driver's seat of my career, my business, with that experience. And I love having my own business and working as an osteopath and really exploring everything that I have been exploring. And I feel like if I had stayed, you don't know what would have happened, but probably if I had stayed in that practice, I probably would not be as fulfilled as an osteopath that I am, fulfilled as a businesswoman as I am, because I love all aspect of it. So thank you again to all SME people for helping me getting into that driver's seat of my career. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Driver's Seat Club. Until next time, have a powerful day.